This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul on your radio with you on this beautiful Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg, South Africa. Welcome to all of you. Welcome to the show. I hope your Erev Shabbos is going wonderfully, swimmingly well, I think they say sometimes. It's wonderful to have you as part of our family. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy Erev Shabbos to make us part, and hopefully we can learn a little bit of Torah and prepare ourselves, get ourselves ready for this <coughs> amazing Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Teruma. We start talking about the building of the Mishkan, the special sanctuary where HaKadosh Baruch Hu distilled his presence and made it possible for all of the Jews to be able to connect and communicate and come close to the Rabbani Shalom. Over the next few weeks, we'll have obviously opportunities to speak about some of the different aspects of, of the Mishkan in our introductory Devatari. Today, I want to speak about one, uh, uh, almost a, a detail the Torah tells us that when they put up the walls of the Mishkan, so there were huge uh, wooden planks that stood next to each other in a uh, in a rectangle, a hundred arms long uh, on each side and, and uh, wide, etc. And the Torah tells us that there was a There was a central bar that ran through. From one end of the, uh, beams to, to the, the other. And in fact, tradition has it that this was a miraculous Berea Chaticha in this middle bar was a miraculous one in that, uh, it went actually through the middle of all the planks which formed the walls of, of the Mishkan. And it actually, the one bar went on all three sides, kind of started from north to south and then made a right turn and did the the adjoining side and then again hung a right and came all the way back one long bar like some kind of a not some kind of a, a, a snake. The the Zaya Kurdish in fact tells us that this very miraculous single middle bar the the language of the Zaya was this is Yaakov Avinu. What, what, what exactly does that, uh, I mean, how are we supposed to, to understand that? So, uh, uh, Pinchas Friedman in, in the Shvilei Pinchas, uh, explains that, uh, the way to interpret the Zayar is, uh, kind of, uh, parallels what the Balitais, Balitais, Kenyan Balitaisus say in Shmois Chafei, that this Middle bar was made, came from the, the mata, from the staff of, uh, of Yaakov Inu, which is the, what he used to be able to cross the, the Yarden River, as we see in, uh, in the beginning of Parshas Vayishlach, where he says, Kibamakli of Arti, as a Yarden, as there with my stick, I crossed over the, the Yarden. So this very miraculous, uh, uh, stick was then brought down by Yaakov to Mitzrayim. And when Kleiswell were, were redeemed, so it was taken out, uh, uh with them. So it was, uh, in fact, it was Yaakov who had the, the foresight to, in fact, to organize and, and facilitate the building of the Mishkan many, many years by planting, as I'll say, by planting, uh, cedar trees in Eretz's show, which when he descended to Mitzrayim, he took with them and, and planted them there in order for the Bnei Yisrael to be able to take them out when they when they had their gula, when they had their, their redemption, and to use them of uh, for the purpose of, of building 
the the uh, the Mishkan in the same way. So uh, he, he brought about the the ability to connect all the planks of the Mishkan together with this one wooden bar, which was the stick that he had uh, had with him and uh, and handed down to his children, and that uh, such be taken out of out of uh, out of Mitzrayim. Now, not only was Yaakov's stick a really important part of the building of the Mishkan, but it was also very, very, uh, it was like almost like a, a Yerusha, handed down from one door until another, all the way until the time of Mashiach. And Mashiach is going to use that uh, stick to bring about the the reign of the Rabbanus and the reign of Hashem at the very end of uh, at the very end of uh, of, of days. Uh, in fact, uh, the Yaakov Shemayni writes that David Melech begged Hakadosh Baruch Hu in Tehillim Kuf Yudi says, "Mate Uzcha Yishlach Hashem Mitzion." Says Hashem, "Send your powerful stick from from Zion." This is the stick says that was possessed by Yehuda and later by Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron and then David Melech and then from one Melech after the other until the time. Of the of the Chum Beis when it was hidden away, and Mez Hashem is still why, uh, awaiting the imminent arrival of Mashiach Tzakenu in order to uh, be able to be publicly uh, uh, revealed. And um, now, just to get a little handle on this, to get a little understanding, to understand what what was the power of this special special uh, 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 historical, almost kind of kind of stick. So. We need to go all the way back to the beginning of the story, to the beginning of Pashas Vayetze, where the Torah relates that uh, after the night that Yaakov had that tremendous nevuah of the of the ladder and Hakadosh Baruch Hu uh, standing standing over him, so it says he awoke and he poured oil on his uh, uh, monument. And obviously the big question that everyone asks is, where did Yaakovinu get, get, uh, get oil from? I mean, Chazal tell us that one of the reasons why Yaakov in fact cried when he saw Rachel was because we know that Eliphaz, the son of Esau, took everything he had away and, uh, and uh, there remained actually nothing that, uh, to give, to give uh, Rachel as a, as an engagement present. So, where did Yaakovinu get, get oil from? So Tesis in the, uh, Paneach Rosa, uh, uh, tells, tells us that Eliphaz left Yaakov with his stick so that he could uh, be able to, uh, to walk. He didn't know though that Yaakov's stick was a, a magic one. It was actually, not magic. It was, it was actually hollow. And inside the stick, he stored Oil, so that he could learn Torah even at nighttime. It was from this oil that Yaakovinu was able to pour onto the uh, Matseva. Yaakovinu was the uh, we know uh, Yaakovinu was was the Omud, the Omud Atayra. He made certain that there would not be the slightest lapse of his of his asmod, of his of his complete diligence in his in his learning of Torah. So therefore, this stick represents. The, the, the Mida of, of, of Devekus, of, of, of learning Torah, and it almost personified his being 
and uh, and 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 his 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 in Mamish is his identity, and the fact this is uh, alluded to where he says ki b'makli avarti yesayedanze b'makli says uh, if you the gematria of the word b'makli is the word Yaakov. So that's what it means that uh, uh, the the uh, was Yaakov because in fact it was. It was that uh, that stick. So this is then the the deeper reason why Eliphaz didn't take away from Yaakov Avinu this staff because he understood that uh, that this staff was mamishly the the whole identity of Yaakov Avinu. If he didn't physically remove Yaakov from this world as his father wanted him to, Esav uh, wanted him to 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 kill Yaakov, so he couldn't. At the same time, he wasn't able to remove Yaakov's stick from him because the stick was so much of what Yaakov, in fact, in fact, uh, stood for. They were kind of one and and uh, virtually in, inseparable. Now, the the nations of the world always refer to the Jewish nation as uh, Amasefa, the people of the of the of the book, and that doesn't only reflect the fact that we keep that we keep. Uh, all the uh, all the mitzvahs and we, and we do whatever's written inside the Torah, but even more so that we are completely and, and constantly studying the Torah and and uh, kind of uh, pouring over its 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 contents uh, with, with with tremendous tremendous mysterious nefesh, and that's why Yaakovinu says kibemakli avarti yaseyenaze that he, uh, he he put his stick into the Yarden River. And, and it splits. You know, it's, uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, uh, it says that there's, there's, a, there's a, a remes to this, that, uh, the miracle in, in the words of the, uh, of the Orachim, Orachim writes that when it came time for Klaishol to leave Mitzrayim, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to quickly redeem us before Chasasom, we could fall even to the, uh, to the lowest to the lowest madrega that, uh, you know, we, uh, the, the, the madrega nun, the, the lowest level of tumen that if, once we had fallen to that, uh, from that level, so then we'd never be able to, to kind of extricate ourselves and, and free ourselves. But that was only before Matantara. Says after Matantara, after the Torah was given. So the reality is that even if the Yid would fall down to the lowest level, down to that 50th level of Tumah, they would still have the ability to climb out through the Kayach of, of Limur And this, this stick that we find that Moshe Rabbeinu uh, uh, used, which came uh, from, from Yaakov, and that stick, in fact, symbolizes the Yid's mysterious nefesh, for, for, for Torah learning. In fact, perhaps you could make a remez. The, the word, uh, Yardain might even stand for the, you could break it up into the word Yorad Nun. That even if a person, uh, went down, Chas to the 50th level, nevertheless, he was able to, to be able to come up. And we find that Yaakovinu split the Yardain with this Kayach of Torah, symbolized by, by his, uh, by his stick. And we know that Torah is, is, is Stakel, Boraisa, Bora, Alma, Baruch Hu. Look at the Torah. The Torah is the blueprint of the whole world. So it, therefore, it, it has incredible 
ability, incredible qualities. And that's why Yaakov Ovinu was able to split the Yarden with his stick, which was what enabled him to learn Torah with such tremendous, mysterious, mysterious nefesh. When it says that Am Yisrael, when it says Vayavayu Rafidim, and it says Rafu Yudayim and Atar, they weakened their grip on the learning of, of Torah. So then they were attacked by, by Amalek. And because they, they didn't learn, learn Torah, so we see later on that they became, they became thirsty and they didn't have water. And we know Torah is compared to, uh, to water. That's, that's also from the, from the Arachim. And, and the punishment came in, in the form of an attack by Amalek since they are the, the antithesis of, of Torah learning, which brings such dveikas HaKadosh Baruch and Amalek brings such, such richuk, such distance from HaKadosh Baruch That's why we find the letters of the words Amalek, or at least three of the letters, the Mem, the Kuf, and the Lamed spell the word Makel. Because they, they, mamish go against what Yaakov Avinu stood for. Yaakov Avinu was the, the stick of, of, of the, uh, of the chizuk and, the, and the consistency of, of learning, of learning Torah. And that was what Amalek, uh, uh, stood against. So of course now we can understand that why it was so important. Why this stick of, of, uh, of Yaakov played such a role as the Bria Chatichan, as the middle stick that, uh, that went through the entire, the entire Mishkan and made the Mishkan into, into one. Which is because the whole concept of the Mishkan is Torah. Right? Symbolized by the, uh, by the Oren, which, which contained the, uh, the, the Luchas. And not only that, there are other, uh, uh, uh to the, to the very fundamental idea that the whole Mishkan represents Torah. All the Mepharshim, uh, uh, right, that, uh, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to Har Sinai and gave the Torah to B'nai Yisrael, so that was very much in, in, in the public eye, it was Kodle Yisrael, was, was a whole public spectacle. However, the Mishkan on the contrary was the same kind of revelation, but this time it wasn't done publicly, it was in concealed under, under a, under a structure. That means that in the Mishkan there's the same quality of, of, of Matan Taira and, and the donations to the Mishkan were called Turuma, which again is also the letters of the word, of the word Taira, uh, and a mem, the Taira which was given after, after 40 days. And, and the, the, the Kedusha, the Tziva that we have to build the Mishkan, and, and the continuity of, of Mesir's Nefesh and Dvekas and Taira that the Mishkan represents is that concept of Yaakov's stick, Yaakov's stick sitting in the middle of the, uh, of the of the Mishkan and keeping it as as a as as one. We're going to come back with our segment on the Erev, which we'll do just after this. Mis- this message just is Soul to Soul on 101.9 High FM, the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. High FM. This is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon Erev Shabbos Kodesh Parshas. Teruma, the important details you need to know about this coming Shabbos. Uh, Shabbos Kodesh begins uh, this evening. Standard Johannesburg Kabbalah Shabbos time is quarter past six. Uh, most communities, except Torah, uh, except 
<laughs> Shabbos at that uh, that time. The actual latest time for lighting candles is 6.37, uh, uh, 22 minutes, 23 minutes before, before uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, sunset is at 5.27. So the latest time for lighting is 6.37. Try to get it done before that. 6.15 is even preferable. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 28 minutes past 7, 7 28. We're into the first week of the month of, uh, of Adar Rishon. Today, of course, is the third day of, uh, of, of Adar Rishon. So we're, we're heading towards Purim Cotton the week after, after next. And, uh, the, this big celebration of Purim, of course, remains about six weeks, six weeks, uh, away. We've been discussing the, the concept of, of making an, uh, an area of making, an area of making, uh, uh, an area that is generally to be considered to be a public area where it would be forbidden to, to carry and to create it into, and to make it into a, a large, into a large private area which then facilitates and allows people to carry freely with, uh, with, within it. So, we're talking this week that if you have a a fence that is a minimum of ten tefachim high, ten tefachim is approximately about a uh, a meter, eighty centimeters to a meter to a meter high. So, in in constructing of an eruv around any given area, so that height of a fence is already considered. A, a good wall. It's really considered uh, that uh, the wall is is uh, the, the area is surrounded, even though the wall is only of a limited of a limited uh, height. And it it it, it works. It's, it's successful, even in a situation that we're trying to uh, enclose and turn into a rishus an area which previously had been considered, even even biblically, even menatayra, a rishus. Uh, now, this, this fence, even as small as it might be, even though it's only 10 tefachim, uh, it could, could be, uh, as you said, doesn't necessarily have to be made from a solid chain fence. It could be made literally by, by, uh, iron strands of, 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 uh, of wire that as long as the, uh, the spaces in that, in that, uh, group of, of, of wires, as long as the, the gaps between the, uh, the wires are not, are not wider than, uh, than three tfakim, they're all considered to be joined together. The entire fence is considered one big fence. And as you said, it even helps to surround a, a biblically ordained Rushus Harabim to make it into a, a private, a private uh, area. Now, if there was, let's say, either a fence or even a virtual fence, what we call a etzura sapesach, just poles and and wires uh, 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 surrounding the entire the entire uh, space that we want to include, and uh, and either either in the fence or in these uh, etzura sapesach. Uh, there are, even if there are openings, so we said, so as long as the opening is not the width of, uh, Allah says 10 amas, so about 4.5 meters, uh, 
uh, and if we would join together all the openings along that entire side of, uh, let's say, the, let's say we're, we're uh, surrounding a small city and uh, on that side, uh, 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 the total amount of gaps in the, uh, in, in the fencing, uh, be it, whether we're using fencing or even if we're using a, a Tsurasatasa thing, uh, and is less than, uh, than, than 10 meters on, on one side. So the Erev is still, is still, uh, uh kosher. However, you said the, uh, Arach HaShulchan argues and he says, no, you can't just look at uh, one side, you have to look at the whole, the whole area and make sure that there's no gap of that, uh, of that, uh, of that size. Um, but if the, the gaps in the fence, uh, were either a majority of one side of the city or even if the majority of one side of the city was all wall, but there is a gap, an open gap of more than four and a half meters at any point in the uh, in the fence, so then the the air of the air of doesn't doesn't work, and that's from the Shulchan Aruch in Shin in Shin Samach Samach Beis. If there were, let's say, on one side of the city, there were houses, and all the houses have, let's say, courtyards surrounding them, and the, those yards are all surrounded by uh, fences, and if we were joined together, and and uh, we have so we have all these fences, but between each property, there is an open there is an open space. So again, if the space between uh, the various uh, uh, perimeter fences of all these yards is less than ten tefachim, and the length of the fences of the uh, of the yards themselves are greater than than uh, the four point five meters. So then you don't need to put up a special a special eight of poles or or air of fence on that side. But uh, you don't need a, you don't need a tzurah pesach. You don't need another wall because we can rely on the the fences of those existing. Uh, uh, properties to be the wall of the Erev on that, uh, on that, uh, on that side. And I, there are gaps in it that are uh, all the spaces between the fences that are less than 10 amas. So we say that doesn't ruin the, uh, the, uh, the Erev. It doesn't break the fact that the city is completely, is completely, uh, surrounded. What happens if, let's say, the city was surrounded by by gardens and all sorts of other things, and the the uh, the uh, uh, the what's it called? The garden is is on a raised area, so let's say it's it's ten uh, It's a meter above the level of the uh, of the grounds. So then the uh, that uh, that kind of that kind of step up that that ledge on which the garden is is built that also if it's ten tefachim at all that itself can be the the mechitza and I won't need to build another mechitza or even to make etzurus pesach the the side of that of that uh, incline going up to where the garden where the garden is that already can serve as the uh, 
as the as the wall for that side of the uh, of of the mechitza. And let's say, uh, oh, let's say if one side of the city is uh, is is uh, salon is is sort of surrounded by let's say a hill that uh, gradually goes goes up. So if the hill is built in such a way that as you would uh, travel a distance of four amas, let's say approximately 1.8 to 2 meters, you would uh, either go up or down uh, depending if it's a, it's a hill or or, 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 uh, or a descent, you would go down a level of, of 10 tfachim, of let's say 1 meter within a distance of, of 4 tfachim so then, uh, that would then be considered a, what we, what's a halach is called a tel hamislaket. That's already called a, a kind of a hill that, uh, that works as a, as a proper, as a proper machit. So we're going to come on back with our discussion in a moment. It's time to pay some of the bills. This is 101.9 Chai FM, soul to soul. Stay with us. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. We're back on your radio here in Johannesburg. So they're already advertising the sign in Dabo. Go book your tickets and get involved. It looks like it's going to be an unbelievable opportunity to, to learn some, learn some Torah and become, and become, uh, inspired. So we just mentioned about that. If you have a city that is surrounded by a incline going up or a descent. So, so long as uh, it is the, 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 the gradient is such that in a space of about 1.8 uh, uh, meters, there is a descent or an ascent of approximately three quarters of a meter, about 76 centimeters. So that is considered like a proper full mechitza, and you'd need no further um, amendments on that uh, on that uh, on that side. What happens if, let's say, the the settled area of the town was was uh, surrounded, let's say, uh, by by a fence. There's a fence around the whole, the whole uh, a city, and uh, but there's a road. There's a road leading in into the city, and it's uh, the road is at least uh, uh, ten amas. It's four and a half meters meters wide. So if it has a a gate, and that gate can be closed. At, uh, at night. So even if it's not closed, even if the gate is open, but it's a gate that can be closed, so then the Erev is, uh, is, uh, is kosher, and that's a machabra in Simen Shin Samach Adalit. If the gate does remain open the entire night, or if it's made in such a, a, a way that it's, uh, like a, an iron, uh, a pole that doesn't really, uh, close. So in such a way that even when it is closed, it's, it's not really a, a wall. It's just a, a single bar, uh, across. So then you have to then put up a Tsurusa Pesach. You have to put up poles on either side of the fence and put a, a wire across, create a Tsurusa Pesach to cross that road in order to, to close up the, uh, the area uh, uh, covered by the gate and make the Erev make the Erev uh, still still worth 
worth uh, worthwhile. Um, and what we said before is that uh, in order to create an Erev, in order to make a public area into a a private area to take a Rashut HaRabim, a public area, or even a, a Karmelis, a pseudo-public uh, area that uh, has some of the properties of a public area but isn't exactly one, in order to to turn and transform that into a private area in which one be allowed to carry on on Shabbos. So there's a second condition. It's not sufficient to just put a fence uh, around it or to uh, make these virtual fences, which are called the Tzuras HaPesach, with the poles and the uh, and the wires. There's a second condition attached, and that is also that one has to take all the residents, take all the people that live within that area, within that uh, walled off and, and now and now sort of uh, uh, walled uh, a property and make them all into partners, make them all into, uh, all them into one, into one uh, entity. And, and that, that can be, uh, can be accomplished by taking, by taking some bread, usually take a, uh, uh, some matzahs, which then uh, belongs to everyone that lives in that in that uh, in that uh, area, and uh, it has to be uh, bread. Although Shulchan says it doesn't even necessarily have to be from the five grains; it could even be uh, a, a rice bread, and that would also would also uh, also uh, uh, work. Okay, I'm being told that uh, it's time for us to to wrap up. So we'll there's a little bit more to speak about the whole concept of of how we make an area of of, uh, of the, uh, the 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 bread, the mazon that we take for it. But Tibet Shem, we'll have to come back and and do that in the next uh, in the next year. Just sufficient time for me to thank all of you for being with us on, on this week's show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for making us part of your Arab Shabbos uh, preparations. It's great. To be on your radio, please get in touch. Any inspirational ideas, any criticisms, any suggestions, please don't hesitate to be in touch with the station or with me personally. Make the Shabbos a beautiful one. Spend time with your family. Spend time with your rov. Spend time with the, with the Torah. And let's hear only good things from each other. Wishing each and every one of you a beautiful, good Shabbos.